My name is Ann Bradley Thomas, and I will be facilitating praying the Psalms today electronically in place of meeting together on May 3rd. There's been a contemplative Sunday school class meeting in the Harlan prayer room since August 2019. This semester, we picked praying the Psalms as our focus to shape and form us, to speak to our hearts and minds, and to draw us to our Creator God. Today, we will be praying Psalm 8. This month, we will be focusing on creation psalms. The psalms. These psalms hail God as a sovereign Lord whose majesty is visible in and through all of creation. In these psalms, creation is the reason to praise God, and creation describes who God is. So for me this month, I'm going to try to pay attention to God's attentive care in both the macro and micro levels of the universe in order to find my hope in God's firm and unshakable foundation. Pause for a moment to consider what it is you're seeking in praying the Psalms today. If you have a candle, light it as a reminder of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Before starting, let's spend some time doing some centering exercise. It's a safe place, a sacred place, a place of belonging. Part of creating that space is to center yourself in love. I invite you to sit silently and name to God what you need to let go of and be present here and now. Today, our centering time is from James Finley, who is a faculty member of the Center of Contemplation and Action. I will open us in prayer afterwards. When you sit in meditation, your breathing naturally, naturally slows. Quietly focusing your attention on your breathing is a way of slowing down and settling into deep meditative awareness of oneness with God. Breathing out, be quietly aware of breathing out. Breathing in, be quietly aware of breathing in. Each time you realize you've drifted off into your thoughts, memories, sensations, or other ego-based modes of being, simply return to your breathing as an anchoring place in present moment attentiveness. Your efforts in following the path of breath awareness might be enhanced by repeating a word or phrase with each breath. A practice I found particularly helpful is to pair breath awareness with the phrase, I love you. As you inhale, listen to the incoming breath so intently you can hear in it, God's silent, I love you. In this moment, God is flowing into you as the source and reality of your very being. As you exhale, breathe out a silent I love you back to God. As you inhale, be aware that air is being God flowing into you as the divine gift of your very being. As you exhale, allow your silent I love you to be your very being, flowing back into the depths of God. Simply sit, open to God breathing divine love into the depths of your being 
as you breathe your whole being as a gift of love back into God. This one practice alone engaged in with heartfelt sincerity and devotion can awaken you to God's total and complete oneness with you as the giver, sustainer, and reality of the sheer miracle of your very being. As this realization of God's oneness with you grows, you will begin to realize how foolish it is to imagine that God is in any way distant from you. You discover how foolish it is to imagine that you could be in any way hidden from God. God who is wholly one with all that was in your mind, within your heart, within your very being. Before I open us in prayer, offer up your own silent prayer to God. Dear God of all ages, speak through me today, Lord. Remind me that my words are temporary. They have no weight or no value. Remind me that only in the way the Spirit uses them will they be useful. Lead me on your path, Lord. Send angels to light my way. Help me discern ways to turn my mind off, to stop focusing on the whys of life, to stop striving for perfection. Let my spirituality be reflected in my house, in my comings and going, in all that I do. Amen. Times today. And there'll be extended silent time for prayer and reflection. Each reading will be from a different version. One will be from the NRSV, which you're used to reading. One will be from the Book of Common Prayer, which was translated, so it could be used for reciting out psalms in unison or a chant. The last version will be from Nan Merrill, which was written to be a companion to the Hebrew scripture of one age speaking to a later age. After I read the psalm, we'll rest in silence. I have my aunt's new Oxford annotated Bible, and in the footnotes for Psalm 8, it says it is a hymn celebrating God's glory and man's God-given dignity, and that God has given man a share of his own dignity by conferring on him dominion over the rest of creation. As you listen to the psalm, listen for what conversation God might be wanting to have with you. Listen now to the psalm and rest in reflection for a minute. Psalm 8 O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is thy name in all the earth! Though whose glory above the heavens is chanted by the mouth of babes and infants, thou hast founded a bulwark because of thy foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast established, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou dost care for him? Yet thou hast made him little less than God, and dost crown him with glory and honor. Thou hast given him dominion over the works of thy hand. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field 
the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is thy name in all of earth. I will now read from the Book of Common Prayer, and we will again rest in a short period of silence before the last reading. In Eugene Peterson's book, Answering God, he says that praying in a church is no more a private enterprise than building a church. This psalm is directed to the choir master. We learn to pray by being led in prayer. We commonly think of prayer as what we do out of our own needs and on our own initiative. We commonly think of prayer as what we do out of our own needs and our own initiative. We experience a deep longing for God, so we pray. We feel an artesian gush of gratitude to God, and so we pray. We're crushed by a truckload of guilt before God, so we pray. But in a liturgical, we do not take the initiative. It is not our experience that precipitates prayer. Someone stands in front of us and says, let us pray. We don't start it. Someone else starts it. And we fall into step behind or alongside. Our egos are no longer front and center. This is so important for prayer by its very nature is answering speech. Practice listening before praying during this time. Listen for a word or phrase that stands out to you and spend time focusing on it during the silence. There will be a time after the last reading for answering. Psalm 8 O Lord, our Governor, how exalted is your name in all the world! Out of the mouths of infants and children your majesty is praised above the heavens. You have set up a stronghold against your adversaries to quell the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars you have set in the courses, what is man that you should be mindful of him, the son of man that you should seek him out? You have made him but little lower than angels. You adorn him with glory and honor. You give him majesty over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the wild beasts of the field the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatever walks in the paths of the sea. O Lord, our governor, how exhausted is your name in all the world.
I will now read Nan Merrill's version, but this time we'll rest in silence for six minutes. I will ring a bell halfway through the time. Eugene Peterson also says that feelings are the scourge of prayer. To pray by feeling is to be at the mercy of glands and weather and indigestion. Feelings lie, feelings deceive, feelings seduce. They are no more spiritual than muscles. They are entirely physical. Praying as part of a community removes prayer from the control of my emotions, my motivations, my physical energy, and my circumstances. As you meditate on the psalm, reflect what it means to not stand tall and alone in our prayers, to not let our stature and individuality be the most important thing in prayer. God is. Our neighbors are there. We live before God and community. Psalm 8. O love, my beloved, how powerful is your name in all the earth. You whose glory is sung in heaven by the angels and saints, who with the innocence and spontaneity of a child confound those who are mighty and proud. You comfort the unloving and the fearful. When I look up at the heavens, at the work of love's creation, at the infinite variety of your plan, what is woman that you rejoice in her and man that you do, that you do delight in him? You have made us in your image. You fill us with your love. You have made us co-creators of the earth, guardians of the planet, to care for all creatures, to tend the land, the sea, the air we breathe. All that you have made, you have placed in our hands. O oh, love, my beloved, how powerful is your name in all of earth.
ask yourself, what did you hear God saying to you in the Psalms today? Where did you find God in the silence? Where were you called into community with others? Before our closest is in prayer by Laurel Dolan, offer to God your own prayer for this time today. Beloved God, in our hearing of your word, we were reminded that you have set us free to live without fear. Because of your great faithfulness, mercy, and love, how do we give you thanks? May we experience divine contentment during this season of discontent. May our certainty of your love for us grow stronger as many uncertainties surround us. May we deepen our connection with you as we are less connected to others in this moment. Guide us in the ways that we might move beyond ourselves in creative ways, and in serving others, show your love and gratefulness to you. In Christ's name, amen.